You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning. Big, hey, yes, um, she was so great. She was asking me earlier, like, what do, you, what do you want me to say about you? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like a dad, and I used to do cool things, and then I had kids, you know? And, um, and so I, I feel like I'm a little um, at a loss for that kind of thing at the moment. But um, I think it is uh, maybe a decent way to get to know people, um, to talk about things that they love, um, things that bring them some delight, um, some joy. And um, so maybe just if you could get a second in your own mind, what are some things that you actually just love, things that make you smile? Just grab one or two of those in your mind. All right, now, um, if, would, you, would you maybe shout one or two of those at me? What, what are things that you love? Your mom? Dude, you get points back there, man. Your mom. What else? We got a mom and nothing else. Let me share some. What? Your dad? Man, you guys are going for the easy stuff. I was, can I show you, like, my, um, my first one um, was donuts. <laughs> you guys are going for, like, heart-level stuff, and I'm like, I like carbohydrates that have been deep-fried and covered in sugar. Um, like, and I, I grew up, I know people have, like, fancy special donuts these days. Um, there's, like, all this artisan, handcrafted, non-GMO, ethically, locally sourced, farm-to-table donuts, whatever. Um, I grew up in Atlanta, first chunk of my life, and so Krispy Kreme is donuts. Um, and I, I, I love them. I once in college, I bought a, a dozen for my roommates, and I bought another dozen that I didn't tell them about, hid them under my bed, um, and I ate 11 that day, and it didn't go well for me by the end of the day, but just so you know. Um, oh, n- next thing, um, uh, tea. I really like, I want to be a coffee person. It, feel, it sounds cooler to be a coffee person. I just don't like coffee unless, it, it, anybody like dedicated coffee people? Just a couple of you, you, do you do black coffee or do you do straight black? Straight black. I don't get it, man. I mean, like, I, that's cool, but I want it. I'm going to eat coffee. I'm drink coffee, eat coffee. I'm going to drink coffee if it's like a milkshake that sat next to a pot of coffee once. Um, I have a lot of loose leaf tea in my kitchen in mason jars, and they're labeled. And after we put them up, I was like, oh, no, my kitchen looks like a marijuana dispensary. It's all these jars filled with plants. Anyway, um, and uh, uh, ne- uh, next, um, Motown. Anybody else? Motown, if you start playing my girl, I make the bad decision to dance. Like, I just cannot hear Motown and not move a little bit. I just smile. It makes me happy. Um, listening to the Jackson 5 can easily turn a day around. Um, next one. Uh, and obviously my, my family, and this is, this is, I'm combining things. I've got root beer floats and my family, so I'm done. Like, I'm just a happy guy um, right there. And uh, that's my daughter, Karis. She's eight now, and my son, Elijah, is 11. This is a little old. Um, this is back when people went to restaurants. Anybody remember restaurants? That was exciting. And uh, <laughs> are, are restaurants open around here? No, it's halfway. Yeah, um, you can go to the next one. And, um, and these, these are, that's my, anyway, they're, they're the people that make me happy. Um, when we find out what people love, uh, we can kind of learn about their heart 
And when we learn about someone's heart, we can see who they are. And so today, I just want to talk a little bit about what, what brings God delight. Um, because we're, ma- we're made to love, we're made to enjoy, we're made to experience life in a, in a good way. Um, and so that comes from somewhere, right? Um, and I just want to take a look at the heart of God. What does he delight in? Um, like Psalm 18. He reached down from on high and took a hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Do you ever think about God delighting in you? Like that God wants to delight in his, in his kids, or like Psalm 147. His pleasure is not in the strength of a horse, nor his delight in the legs of a warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him and who put their hope in his unfailing love. Or Psalm 149. Um, like, let me, let me skip down to verse 4. But the Lord takes delight in his people He crowns the humble with victory. We we talk a lot about God. You talk a lot about God. You come to chapel. You maybe have a church that you're involved in. But do you experience that God delights in you? And I imagine here we're coming up on the end of the semester. It's in view. Summer is around the corner. People are starting to figure out either graduation or what they're doing over the summer or if they're um, going to stay with the person that they're dating over the summer. Big decision, right? Um, there's all the, and, and maybe there's a lot of things on people's minds. Um, and, but when do we take time to remember that God delights in us? That the God of heaven and earth smiles when he thinks about you and that he wants to be with you. And then that opens up a whole conversation about that God doesn't need us. He just wants us. You can't love something and need something at the same time. That's why, that's why all of my relationships when I was in like 10th grade were so dysfunctional because I needed my girlfriend. Um, she got really famous. Maybe you heard of her. Her name was Satan. Sorry, Sarah. So that was me. Um, and, uh, but, but part of our relationship that was dysfunctional is that I needed her. I need, and you can't love something and need something at the same time, which is interesting that God frees us up to, to, to live our lives without him if we want to. Because he knows that he doesn't want people to just need him because they couldn't exist without him. So he gives us that for free. And he just says, do you want me? Do you want me? Because he just wants you. He doesn't need worship he doesn't need students to gather together in chapel. He doesn't need people to gather together in churches and sing praises to his holy name. He just wants to be with his kids. And that, that changes things. And we get invited into the dance of like returning grace that we get from the Lord to the Lord. And it gets to go around and around and around. I mean, I'm, I'm betting you probably knew where I was heading with this, but um, just to stick with the Psalms for a little bit, Psalm 37. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart, which is obviously that's him, right? If that's who you delight in, that's who you want. And so if you delight in him, he'll give you himself. 
Um, Psalm, uh, if we could go to 43, right? Yes. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Or or, um, Psalm 71, 70, sorry. But make but may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Same word as delight. May those who long for your saving help always say the Lord is great. I just like this one, Psalm 63. This isn't the word delight, but it captures the heart. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. When... when Worshiping God is nothing more than a command. Um, then what we cannot give God is delight. We can't give Him our love because we're just giving our, our bare obedience. Sometimes that's all I've got. Some days that's all I have to give. Some days I feel way too average, way too normal. I am not experiencing the delight of God. Sometimes it's been too long since I have. And so participating in um, Christian community and um, spiritual practices and disciplines, participating in church, just feels like another thing to do. Um, I'm sure none of you can relate to that. And I think one of the challenges is when I cannot give God my delight, It's because I haven't been receiving it. I haven't made time for the God that just wants to be with me, to let him kind of break in on me and change things. But if God is a giver, and if it starts with him, that rearranges my image of God a little. Because we think of God as being in control, and he is. We think of God as being a king, and he is. Lord of heaven and earth, and he is. But I think he does power differently than we do. Um, There was, in like the late 90s, there was a book written called uh, 48 Laws of Power. I think it's law number two. is power doesn't move. If you want to figure out how to control people, 48 Laws of Power is a good book. Law number two, power doesn't move. You make people come to you. All, all the meetings are where you are. All, the peop- all your friends need to drive to see you. People need to figure out where you want to go eat. Power doesn't move. You figure out, we're going here, everybody else has to come along or get off board. I am in control of the situation. And being in control feels good. Being king of your own little world feels good. I love it sometimes. That's what I do to my family sometimes. I, it's not good, but, but I, I make that happen Sometimes in, in communication studies, that was my uh, major, uh, we talked about the principle of least interest, which is simply the person in a relationship who is the least interested has the most power. The person who is the most interested in a relationship has the least power. Sorry, the person who is the least interested has the most power. If you really want to go out with them and they just kind of want to go out with you, they have all the power. If you really want to be friends with that person and they don't really want to be friends with you, they have all the power. They don't move. You move. Um, in Hebrew, that word delight, one of them is chafetz. Can you say chafetz? No? Chafetz? 
Anybody? You got to get the see if you can get your neighbor wet. Chafetz? Oh, give me something. I got a couple. Okay, there you go. It means to bend, to delight means to bend, to incline to. When I see a a hot now donut sign, it bends me off the road. When Motown comes on, unfortunately for other people, it bends my body, and I get up and try to move it. When my kids are in the room, they, they, they bend me to the floor to play Legos. I think sometimes it's worth remembering that the God of heaven and earth bends for you. I don't know if anyone's told you that lately, but the Lord of heaven and earth delighted in you so much that he bent all the way from heaven to earth to die on a cross for you. All the way to hell. And all the way to the resurrection. That God, our great king, does not live by 48 laws of power. He does not make people come to him. One of my favorite authors says, Scripture is the story of God in search of man. Not man in search of God. And then that changes how we live, or hopefully it does. I'm willing to bend my life around that God who cares for me and loves me. Um, The first psalm uh, says that someone who meditates on the law of the Lord, who delights in the law of the Lord, it says he's like a tree planted by streams of water, or or Ephesians 5. Um, I like this one. If I can find it. It says, in, uh, this is verse 9, For the fruit of light consists in all that is good and righteous and truth. Find out what pleases the Lord. That if I delight in the Lord, I want to find out what pleases Him and change my life so that I can bring delight to the heart of God and that I can bend my life around him. When I was, um, started dating my wife, um, she had a six-month-old kid, um, and which panicked some people just a little bit, that I, I, was, I was dating a, a mom with like an um, itty-bitty kid, couldn't talk yet, couldn't walk yet. And, uh, and as we progressed in our relationship, it starts to get pretty obvious. You have to pick um, like fast. What are, you, are you signing up for the dad thing um, or not? Because it's not just her. It's, it's, the whole, it's the whole package. It's, if I'm signing up to marry the woman that I love, I am signing up to be a dad. And I just absolutely adored this kid. When we were friends before dating was even on the scene, I, I got to be there when he was born with a group of friends. We were outside in the hallway, and we got to hear his first cry. And then I get the chance to date his mom, and we're talking about becoming family together. Um, and at our, our wedding, I just have a little, little picture. Um, I got to give Elijah my vows because it wasn't just to his mom. It was also to him. I'm signing up to be his dad 
for the rest of my life. I just, if I could read you some of the vows that I gave him that day. Elijah, today I vow to take you as my son, to love you and delight in you all the days of my life, to always live with integrity in a manner worthy of your respect, to bring you up in the training and instruction and love of the Lord, to discipline you in love and forbearance so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life, to honor and respect you as a co-heir in Christ under God who is your father and mine, and to guide you as you become a man after God's own heart. With God's help, you are my son, and today I have become your father. That second line, I vow to take you as my son, to love you and delight in you all the days of my life. When I get that right is when I'm at about at my most happy when I'm experiencing joy, when I can delight in my son. He's 11. Puberty is just around the corner. I know it's about to get rough. But right now, I love it when we're sitting next to each other watching whatever movie, and he reaches out and grabs my hand. And I can delight in my son. I can delight in my son by playing Minecraft with him. I don't care about Minecraft. I care about my son. I can delight in my son by watching him run track by praying over him as he goes to bed at night. And what I'd like to offer us today is the thought that if we let the Lord delight in us, we can find out what pleases the Lord. And that is holiness. That is holiness, returning delight to a God that loves us. So um, I, we're going to take a little time. Gabe, would you just, where's Gabe? Yeah. Would you head to the, he's going to play the, you know, the Holy Spirit um, mysterious twinkly music. Um, would you all just take some time and let's pray together? Just maybe close your eyes and turn your attention to the Lord. And we want to give you a little bit of time. And then I would invite you to pray back to the Lord to return that, to say, I delight in you. I delight in you. I delight in you. I delight in you. just lastly, would you ask the Lord what pleases him? What pleases you? Like, how would he like you to live in a way that would just make him smile? Is there some pattern of behavior that he would like you to bend for him? get to offer that to him as an act of love. So Lord, um, I pray that you would 
continue to pull us towards you and we thank you that you you let your delight in us change your course all the way to the cross and we want to return that to you